Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this very first episode of Nobody Asked. I'm Kyler Johnson. I'm super excited that I am finally doing this. This has been a long time in the making, and I have a very, 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 very special guest for today's first episode. And I wasn't originally sure if I was going to be able to get her to come on. She follows me on Twitter, and I follow her on Twitter, so I was planning on DMing her, but that's not the way it went down. She ended up giving me a call last week after something had happened the weekend prior, so I'm going to have a little story time. However, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lincoln Police Officer Chastity Jackson Goodwin. Thank you so much. I'm super Thanks excited. for having me. Yes. I am too. This, this is, is my first podcast too. Exactly. So. This is my Ooh. first time recording an episode and this is like her first <laughs> podcast. So that's this right. Is, this is a learning experience and I'm super excited. <laughs> I want to go into my little story time. So like I said, um, Officer Jackson Goodwin ended up calling me last week and I was like, oh my gosh. And I think you were probably a little confused at first because you were like, who is this kid? What's going on here? What what am I doing? What's a podcast? So basically the weekend before, and this was absolutely crazy to me because I had never had anything like this happen before. Mm -hmm. So I was driving home from the mall, you know, doing some shopping, actually bought I the like, sweater. Yes, I like that. I need that for when I go to New York. Hey, there yeah. we go. Let's go to H&M. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I was driving home and I normally take the same way home every time. But for whatever reason, I was like, ah, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I was, I Because that's what you should do. Sure. You, you should. Yeah, yeah. Change it up. So I'm going home and... This guy was backing, and I was going over the speed limit a little bit, and I told um, Officer Sarah Williams with LPD, she was the one who I ended up having to call, uh, I told her that I was going over the speed limit a little Uh bit, and she's like, oh, God forbid you were going like three, four miles an hour over the speed limit, which... take him in. I I know, she's going to write me a ticket right now. Um, I wasn't going that fast, so... I'm driving, and this guy, he was backing out of his driveway, and I'm like right in my neighborhood, and... You know, normally when you're backing out of your driveway, you look left and right or look through your... I have a backup camera, so I usually look through that, but I still look left and right. Sure. And this guy didn't do that, so I'm going, and I kind of had to swerve to miss him because he almost backed into me. So Right. It's like, did that just happen? Mm -hmm. But I think it startled him, and I think that's what kind of pissed him off. Okay. So he flew into reverse, and then he, like, gunned it and got right up on my tail. Oh, like... But he was the one that was backing out. Yeah, but he was the one that was... So you he had the right away. I know. So Okay. I know. This is Where's my good. calculator? This, <laughs> does, this doesn't add up. And so I turn on to one of the streets, getting closer to my house, and he... I took the turn slow, and he's like right on my tail, and he literally <laughs> skirts around the corner. It's like, okay, whoa, this dude's following me now. I was like, this is crazy. Oh, my. So I know. I was like, what? And... So then I turn onto my street, and again, same thing. He skirts around the corner, and so my neighbor luckily ran outside because she's like, what the hell's going on? She's like looking, and all my neighbors were super close. It's like a big family in our uh-huh. neighborhood. So she's like watching, and this guy, so I pull in my driveway, and then this guy pulls into my other neighbor's driveway, backs uh-huh. up, and then comes up in my driveway and like blocks me in, and he's like yelling st- and stuff. So I'm like, what? I was like, what the hell? I was like, is this really happening right now? It was like a scene from a movie. Yeah. So I um I ended up just staying in my vehicle, which I figured which that was probably good, the safest right? thing uh-huh. to do. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I have a t- I keep a taser in the Jeep. So I was like, if this guy comes up to the window, I was like, Bzz, like, you know. <laughs> and he was he was an older gentleman. I found out he was like, he's in his 70s, is all I'm gonna say. And I'm like, 
Oh my goodness. By 70 years old, you should know not to chase after someone, like even if they are speeding. So do we see like a lot of road rage and stuff in Lincoln like that? Or there have been some road rage incidents where people get out and they go they go hands on each other and and we'll get calls about it. And sometimes we are able to contact them. Sometimes they duke it out and then they're they go on about their way. Doesn't happen often. I mm-hmm. think more of our road rage here is, you know, the universal sign with the with the finger and people oh, yeah. you know honk and that type of stuff but uh as far as like a significant amount of road rage incidents not that are re- necessarily reported i don't know the definite numbers the but, statistics yeah but. yeah yeah but um i probably have road rage in my car but they can't oh, hear me see, and I, I don't I, follow I do. people you know what i mean, I mean exactly you get frustrated we, we and you, like, you want somewhere you idiot, to go like. and and then you you try to remember okay well maybe they just maybe they didn't mean to do that you just don't know what that other person in the vehicle is dealing with maybe they got a bad phone call before this mm-hmm. happened and and so they're just on edge and so you just don't know and and uh by the time that little incident is over, you know, they cut you off or whatever. It's like, oh, you almost hit me. Well, almost doesn't yeah, count. Like it, exactly. you didn't, you didn't get you just hit. Gotta move on yeah. From it's it like, and... just, just keep it moving and get to, you need get to where you need to go safely. So, but yeah, we, we get it. You've, people get, people seen get some stuff. Yes. Well, it's, it's like my whole thing is, and I saw this on Twitter like two days ago and I, I just laughed at it because it was like when you're in your car and you know you did something stupid while driving, you're like, ha, 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 oops, and which I do. I'm just like, right. oh, well. But then the person in the other car, which is me right. sometimes, like, you freaking idiot, like, <laughs> and just like. Right. And I feel bad. I, I'm I like, oh, sorry. You know, you kind of put your hand up like, I've, I'm i sorry. Exactly. I know like, I, like, I didn't mean to do I goofed. that. I, I goofed a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I goofed. It's, but you don't, human. you don't chase after someone. No, that's, no, that's, no, no, no. It, that's very dangerous for one. You never know who's chasing you or who the person that's being. You don't know what anybody has on him now. Yeah, I don't know if it, he had and, a gun on him. You, you just never know. And sure. That's mm-hmm. like, exactly. That's why I, I just stayed in my vehicle. And I was like, thankfully right my thing. neighbor was there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Uh, even though I kind of just wanted to roll my window down and just yell back. I was like, nope, just going to sit in the Jeep and we're going to call it good. So Officer Williams, she said I could have like had him ticketed for disturbing the peace or something, Mm -hmm. or she could just go talk to him. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I don't want (sighs) to... I was like, just go talk to him. And so sure. She went to go talk to him and then she gave me a call back and said that he was not remorseful and he was just kind of being, he was just, he didn't care. He's like, well, he was speeding. And so Officer Williams was like, I know that. He told me. And I'm like, I did. I know I was speeding right. a little bit. And then he's like, well, what am I supposed to do next time? And so Officer Williams is like, well, if there's an issue, you call the police. You do not chase after someone. And he just... And it, what was also funny is while she was over at my house talking to me, he was speeding by at the top of my street. And so all my... Because all my neighbors like came over there. Right. Oh, the police are here. And we're like, oh my God, that's him. He's speeding. He sped across the top of my street. And mm. and then she's like, oh, look, he's speeding now. Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, you're just. 
So that, that was very interesting. Huh. And that's enough about me. I want to get in and talk <laughs> about you because to my knowledge, you're a 17-year veteran with the Lincoln Police Department. Yes, that's correct. Okay, 17 mm-hmm. years, which that's that's a long that's time. That's a long time, you, yeah. So is that normal for someone to stay that long with an agency? Uh, well, or? we can technically retire after we've put in 25 years on the department and, and reached 50. So I'll be a little bit older than 50 by then. But uh, that's what they ask is 25 years, you know, that you can, you can retire after that. And so I'm getting close to being able to count that down. I'm, I'm not so close to where I'm not like some officers they have, you say, well, how long have you been here? And they get their phone and they're like, let me show you how long I have left. And they have the timer that's going because they are on the countdown. I'm not there yet. Just ready to go. And I feel like that's probably, they're excited, but at the same time, that's gotta be sad. If you like left a position you've been doing for so long and And, being with the community. Yeah. And And, you know, we've had officers retire after 35, 40, uh, um, we've got some that are still on pushing 50 years as, as, Holy uh, cow. yeah. So that's, that's dedication right that, there. Yes, that I is. Can, de- I can almost de- guarantee I won't be here for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> but holy cow, that's right. And I, I just think an interesting t- statistic that I looked up is that the United States Census Bureau estimates that 86% of Lincoln's population is white and you are LPD's only black female officer, which mm-hmm. that's just crazy to me. Like we have like almost 300 and some thousand people in this city and that's awesome. You go, girl, you know, like. Disproportionate for what, the, rep- how we represent our community. And and that's something that, um, that I'm trying to work on as well as trying to uh, recruit. And I try to be as many places as I can. Sometimes it gets to be overwhelming because it's just one me. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of stretch myself thin uh, because I want to be active in my community. And I like, for me, it's important to, um, be a vision for someone who may not think that they can do like, it might be in the back of their mind, but they're like, Oh, well, I don't see anyone around here doing it. So maybe it's not for me to do. Mm-hmm. And so like, for me, uh, for me to become, to get that vision of becoming a police officer, like I knew, some black male police officers, uh, because my father was a barber in the community. And so they would come and get their hair cut over, you know, over their breaks and things like that. So I knew them. Uh, but what it took for me to see the first black female police officer on Lincoln police department Mm -hmm. for me to go, huh, wait a minute. That's what I can do. That's really cool. I didn't know that she existed. Uh, And so over time, I got to know who she was. And by the time that it was time for me to be hired, she was actually the hiring sergeant. And at the time, well, when I met her, she was Officer Janelle Moore. Uh, And the first time that I saw her was uh, when I went to Mickle Junior High School and there was a fight and oh. I was not fighting, but I was going to watch because I was in junior high and that's what kids did. And, you know, we didn't have like, oh, yeah. texting or anything. That, we didn't have yeah. social media, like kids wrote notes and then it was word of mouth of, you know, there was going to be a fight and stuff. So um, I went to watch and of course the police get called and she was one of the officers that showed up. And I just remember hearing, hearing kids say, oh my gosh, it's Officer Moore. And they're like running and, you know, doing what they do when the police show up. And I was just kind of standing there in awe, like, oh my gosh, like how cool is that? And so uh, for me to then through over the years get to know who she was and then that, you know, 
kind of sparked my interest in, yeah, maybe this is something that I want to do. And it took me a little while longer to actually decide because there were some, um, there were sometimes kind of like where it is now where the police and community relations were kind of in a strain and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, we're talking like the nineties and the Rodney King and, and those type of things. And I thought, wow. And then I had some experiences with, with police officers that I was like, maybe I don't want to do this. Like, maybe this is just, isn't for me. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Didn't know and if so, it'd be the right yeah. Fit. I just wasn't right. sure. And um, as I got older and after I had my kid, I thought, you know what, this is still something that's still in my heart and I can try it if I see if I make it through this time. Cause I, I had applied like twice before and I'm like, if I make it this time, good. If I don't, then it's just not meant for me. So I took that test the last, the last time and I passed that. And so how it works is after you take the written test, mm-hmm. uh, then you move on to the physical agility test. And so during that physical agility test uh, that we took over at Wesleyan, uh, it was really, really hot that day. And I, you know, I, I kind of worked out, but I wasn't like when I ran in high school, it was sprint. So I was a sprinter, oh, yeah, you know, okay. so I thought, gosh, it's a mile and a half. I should be fine doing this. <laughs> so when I get to about that last lap, I'm like, oh, this is awful. It's like a thousand degrees out. Who runs after anybody for a mile and a half? Those are the things that I'm saying while I'm running. Like, this is for the birds. And so um, I had someone run next to me for that last kind of quarter lap and and said, come on, I want to hire you. Let's let's get through this. I know you'll make a good cop. And who that person was that ran that finished that race with me was at the then Sergeant Janelle Moore. So I okay. met her as an officer. She uh, helped me run, finish the race uh, for me to move on to the next step and then hire me as a police officer and so it's been pretty awesome. Uh, she retired a couple years ago, and so it was two of us. And you know, so uh, now it's just me. And now so I, I feel like I I need to do as much as I can uh, to just be that vision again. To, um, to kind of somewhat fill her role, kind of sure. how she was there for and, you. And, and I can't come close to what she did uh, throughout her career. Uh, she did a lot of great things, and she retired as a captain. Uh, in the education and personnel unit, which is where we do our hiring and training officers and recruit officers and a lot of community things. So, um, yeah, I'm really grateful for her and also, you know, for the other police officers who I may have that were positive influences on me because I just I knew not everyone is bad. I mean, there's just human nature, you know, and so I had to just remember that even though I may have had some bad experiences that there's no way everybody can be negative or have a negative influence Mm -hmm. on everyone. And I thought, and I don't have to be that way. Like I don't have to do, be what I've been exposed to. I can, I can do something different. Yeah. You can change your mind, have a different Mm -hmm. mindset. Yeah. That's a big thing. Definitely. That's so I get that. So like right now in the U S and I thought this would be something super interesting to ask you is that I guess it's still, we're seeing a lot of division between the police and Mm -hmm. minority populations Mm -hmm. in this country. And Mm -hmm. it just kills me to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I understand what's going on, you know? Um, So I don't think Lincoln's really, I don't think Lincoln's that bad. I, 
from what I see, I think our community is pretty decent. But as compared to some other places, what can we do, I guess, as a country to like bridge that gap to kind of regain that trust? Well, and I think it depends on it depends on who you ask you know, mm-hmm. um, what pool that you're pulling from, because we still have some people that are, regardless of race, they're, they, they are not police friendly. Uh, and there may be some people who were kind of like I was in my situation where I had some maybe not so good contacts. And, and the important thing for people also is that if, if you feel that way, we're open for you to contact us so mm-hmm. that we can check because we want to make sure that we are not biased policing. Um, and that's on ourselves or on for people who are calling in on maybe their own biases and expecting us to follow through on their suspicions mm-hmm. of who they think is not supposed to be here and all of that. So um, I think that's, that's a start there and um I'm losing my train of thought, <laughs> but I think as a whole, our, our community is very, um, appreciative of our efforts that we do with mm-hmm. Lincoln police department. We try to do a lot of community outreach things, whether it's our, um, pop with a cop. Yeah. Pop with a cop. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yesterday it was cookies with a cop. Everything's now like with a cop. Like, yeah. Uh, and so, and you know, we have our neighborhood watch. We do a lot of community presentations on different topics and things. We just want the community to know that if there's something that you need of us to just call and ask, we'll, we'll try to make it happen and, and answer any questions that you have for us. And so, um, and that's one, our, our chief and, our staff is really into community outreach. We don't want to be a department that is like, oh, don't call them. You know, they're not going to come out and do this for our community event. Like we want to be there. We want, we want families to know and we want kids to know that it's safe for them to come up and, and talk to us and ask us questions and all of these type of things. We we want to be approachable. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be like up here and everyone is is down like here. Like scared of you. Yeah, we don't yeah. we don't want that intimidation. And you know it's important too for uh, for parents and people adults to not threaten their kids saying well if you're not good i'm gonna call the cops on you like we don't want them to get that mentality right we don't want them to start with that because we don't want kids to be afraid of us we want kids if something if something happened to them that makes them feel unsafe or they're a victim of something the last thing that we don't want them to do is say oh i don't know if i should report this because i might get in trouble or uh, afraid of any consequences we want them to know this is a safe person for you to tell. And these are the ways that you go about doing mm-hmm. that. So that's, and see, that's how I was raised. And I, I can say I've personally never been scared of police, but it's different because I am a white male and I acknowledge that. And I think that's, I think that's a big thing in our countries. People need to, especially white men, um, like someone like myself, just recognize your privilege because I know mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. I don't, it's just a very important thing. And I, like right. I said, I know, the Lincoln Police Department is just from what I've seen. I follow on social media and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of community engagement, in, yes. which that's a very important thing mm-hmm. to kind of help bridge that gap here. But I know like other bigger cities, there's – do you think it's harder for like larger agencies? So like NYPD, they have just oh, an excess – you know, like – to that, they're huge and yes. there's all those people there. That's got to be a lot harder to 
get closer with the community. Sure, there. because they're seeing like way uncalled amounts of people it, all the yeah. time, and and it'd be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I think their community events are just everything that's going on around that they have to be at on patrol. Uh, I don't know if how they would do, you know, community policing events and things like that. I, I mean, because they're ev- they're everywhere. So, you know, people have to have them for security and they've got to be at all these different events and and things like that. So they're spread very wide and, and their duties and responsibilities for that. So I think all of theirs is probably just meshed together. Maybe. I don't know. I might be mm-hmm. wrong, uh, but there's just so many of them there and there's so much that's going on in New York. Um, I love that place. I've never been to New York. Oh, I need to, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. To, I can't. We're going uh, this summer, and I'm I'm really excited to go again. Um, but yeah, I think that I think departments are doing, and whether they can reach people one on one through community events or maybe their social media. Or there's so many other ways to be able to do that as well. So um, I think police departments all over. Are trying. We're trying to let people know that we appreciate our citizens mm-hmm. and that we want. We really want them to know that we're there for them and for them to be comfortable to come and talk to us about things. So. That's great, and that kind of touches on what it's like just being a police. So I was going to ask you what it's like being a police officer overall, and kind of how policing is different in Lincoln when compared to other cities. So I think that kind of touched on it because mm-hmm. we're definitely. We're not a big city, but we're, we're growing, we're but it's a lot growing. easier to host community events and engage right. versus mm-hmm. in a city with millions of people. So mm-hmm. in in regards to your career, what's been your biggest accomplishment this far? 17 years on the force, you've got to, there's hmm. got to be one thing that. Hmm. I think what I enjoy most is being with the community, whether because I was a middle school resource officer uh, at Leffler Lux and Pound Middle School. I did that for three years. And then I was a high school resource officer where I went to school at my alma mater at Lincoln High. And so uh, those reaching the youth and being able to work in, in that type of setting um, as a positive role model. And, and also like, even when I was a middle school and high school resource officer, my daughter went to those schools. Um, so kids would see us as mother and daughter, and they would also see me as officer Jackson, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so um, I think it's important for to, and I would, you know, support them at the, I'd go to sports events. And there was one year where, uh, the jazz band at Pound Middle School, they were they were performing Route 66, and I came there out and go. did a solo okay. in my unit. You know, it kind of kind of took people <laughs> off guard because they're like, why are the cops coming here, you know, during the jazz concert? And so I sang there for that. And so that just just fun events like that to do, um, to just reach the community and 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 have a good time with them and, and let them know that we are human. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people kind of forget that. And so we, we're not, um, absolutely, you know, we, we make mistakes Exa- as well. Yeah. You're we're not, human. you're not robots. We're not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we don't, nor do we want to be. So, um, that's why we, we want to do as much as we can out there. I think that's good that yeah. that's been your biggest, biggest accomplishments just scattered over the whole 17 yeah, years, just yeah, working with the community, not mm-hmm. just one thing that's kind of defined. That's, right, right. I think that's super positive. Mm-hmm. So kind of 
turning it a little bit, have a little more fun. Okay. Um, what is your craziest arrest story? This is because I'm sure you've That's seen really some stuff in, in your time. That's it is. Uh, I don't know if I can say really craziest arrest story because some of those can be really. Um, you don't want to. I mean, you learn from him because he may be a, a dangerous situation, but I, there was a funny one and she didn't even get arrested, but, but it was just, it was just funny in regards to, uh, party time. Right. So we get sent to a call on a house party, college students, all that. You, we all know what goes on at the college parties. And, and this girl comes out with her, with her red solo cup in hand and she sure doesn't look 21. And when she sees me, she turns around and starts running. Like, I'm like, Hey, stop. And I'm, you know, I really don't have reason at this point, I'm not chasing her, but I'm You'll hear in a second, I'm like, hey, stop. And she keeps running. She keeps running. And she runs headfirst into a big white pickup truck. And I'm like, I told you to stop. Like, I w- <laughs> she spilled her beer and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, <laughs> don't, if you're not 21, don't come out with your fancy red solo cup, knowing that you're not legit to be drinking out of it. You know, you know, the cops are coming and you come out there with that. You know, it's just kind of a funny, and there's a, there's, there's a lot of funny um, stories. And, you know, when we have people that will run from us and we've got to chase them in weird places and we've contacted people just, you know, and, and the things that, that they say and they do. And it's like, you go home and you tell your family some of these things. And it's like, no, I can't make this up. Yeah, this you're, just, I'm not making this up. Yeah. This is- it's just, and, and every officer has so many things. I, like I was telling you before, I wish I would journal things, but I'm not the best at that because being a police officer, that's kind of what you do all day. You write down everything. And, and, uh, it's kind of like when the last thing that you want to do when you get home is take out another notebook and write down everything that yeah, you wrote down. You're ready to unwind. <laughs> yeah. Relax, you just kind of time out. Yeah. Get out of that uniform and, and spend time with your family and all of that. So, um, yeah, I, for me to just, come up with one and I was I really was trying to think of some I'm like ah just I know I know I feel like that would be hard to pinpoint just one thing that has stood out from the rest of kind of a silly one so like when you're on the job um what's your biggest pet peeve so whether it's, it's something that citizens do your fellow officer what what's the thing that just grinds your gears you're like oh uh let's see lying but as police officers we don't expect everybody to tell us the truth you know Definitely. but but we we try to explain to people that just be honest just tell the truth because we most likely know what it is anyway Exactly. And, you know, and Honesty so is the best just, policy. You know, just, that'll help you in the end when we write our reports for, for us to say they were honest about this and you know it may help you out in the long run and when it's time to go to court some things, pet peeves that I have are running red lights, running stop signs. That's um, because those are probably the top or and like feeling yield, you know, or turning and not um, turning oncoming traffic. And that's because accidents happen mm-hmm. after that, right? And And so to just be aware of how you're driving and just be a little bit more patient. 
It doesn't take that long to stop at a stop sign. But when we're running stop signs and we're running red lights, then you're putting yourself and you're putting other families at risk of being hurt or seriously, you know, seriously injured or Mm -hmm. killed. And, and that goes with drinking and driving too. Like those, those are pet peeves because you're, it's kind of a selfish act. It is selfish. Like you see the stop sign. No, it's one thing. Some people, they just, like I said before, they may be going through something and they just may have just, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I just did that. Yeah. But, um, if you intentionally just blow sure. a stop sign, it's like, right, right. You need to reevaluate yeah. what's yeah. what you got. Just slow down and just... pause for a minute mm-hmm. and get to where you need to get safely because wherever you were going, you're not going to get there when you thought you were anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you get in a car accident, well, <laughs> yeah. there goes that. You and know, you, it's like, right. well, I think that's a big thing too. Like, even mm-hmm. just like in winter right now, this time of year, mm-hmm. slow down, increase your following. That's a big thing. Yes. I stay back from the vehicle in front of me, but then there will be people right on my tail. And I'm like, if yeah. I have to stop, right. you're going to run into me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I just, yeah. I'm always talking to those people behind me, like, it's, you better hope you don't run in the mm-hmm. back of me. You're going to be like, hmm, you're going to learn today. <laughs> no, it's like, you got to. Yeah. Okay. So I want to, last February, I believe, last, yeah, you were on the Ellen DeGeneres oh, Jan- show. January. Or January. Uh-huh. Okay. Excuse mm-hmm. me. That's all right. So last January, you were on the Ellen DeGeneres show, which mm-hmm. I think is awesome because not a lot of people can say that. So yeah. how did that all come about? Did someone get a hold of you? or? Yes. And I had actually been home recovering from surgery. And so uh, I wasn't expecting, of course, I wasn't expecting this phone call. I look at my phone when it's ringing and I'm like, I don't know you. You don't know me. Leave mm-hmm. a message. That's pretty much what I said. And I just let it ring. Uh, so after I realized that they left a message, but I'm thinking it's a telemarketer or some, you know, but, some weird recording yeah. calling from California. I'm like, I don't know anyone in California. So I, I read the message first and I'm thinking, that's strange. It says like from Ellen and I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, somebody's so, playing on the yeah. phone. I'm like, totally suspect. This is not like what I'm thinking that it is. So I call back and talk to the guy who says he's calling from the Ellen show. And I'm like, Ellen, Ellen, because there's only one Ellen that I know. <laughs> that the really Ellen DeGeneres. is Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> and he's like, yes. And he said, someone wrote in an inspirational letter about me and, and that they were inviting us to the show. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, yes. Like I wasn't, um, was no hesitation in that. So we get there and uh, my daughter and I went and the whole time I'm like, who could have written in a letter about me? Like, I have no idea. And she's like, probably someone you touched in the community. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know who that could be. And and so when we get there, you know, of course, I'm kind of looking to see if I see any familiar faces or, yeah, I'm not seeing anyone. And so that leads up to when the the game comes with Melissa McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they, Melissa McCarthy talks about her movie life of the party, um, which is about uh, the mother who drops her daughter off to school. And then her husband says, I want a divorce as soon as she, they drop their, their daughter off to school. And, and at that moment she decides she's going to go back to college, get her degree. And then she's going to go back at the same university as, as her daughter is in. And so while we're listening and we're watching the previews to it, Jade and I are like, Oh my gosh, you know, we're going, to see this right and she's like girl yeah we're going to see this movie and so we're having our own little conversation and 
And the next thing is the uh, the game that comes up, the beer pong game. And at the time, my daughter was only 19. Um, of course, she's not Which, old so that's how old I am. Birthday's coming up next Thursday. Oh, Ooh, so yay. That's still, I wish yeah. you would have told me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I should have ran you. No. <laughs> so, of course, she wasn't old enough to drink. And they ask, um, who, who are you here with? And I'm like. I can drink. I probably shouldn't have been, but uh, I didn't drink, by the way, because I I literally still had stitches Mm -hmm. when I was there. I probably shouldn't have gone, but I was not. I just rescheduled my doctor's appointment uh, for when I knew I was going to be coming back. The once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, I was like, I'm not getting clearance on. I'm clearing myself. Yeah, I'm in charge. Yeah, I'm like, I'll be okay. I'll take it easy. Uh, And of course, I wasn't expecting any of this. I'm just thinking we're going to just go and watch the show. So then that leads into me coming down and then playing beer pong with Melissa McCarthy. And then after that, then they, you know, present us with these, these checks, um, for us to help pay off my daughter's student loans and for me to go back to college. And, and that's when I found out who wrote in about me and that clip isn't in there, but Ellen said, that was a beautiful letter that you wrote about your mother, Jada. And I was like, what? And I was just boohooed, um, because I had no idea that she was the one who wrote mm-hmm. in. You were thinking it was someone else. Yeah. So, yeah. I had no idea. And, so and she had actually wrote in to, to try to win the 12 day giveaway for me for Christmas since she's a college student and she was just trying to, she was just trying to do something extra special, um, for me. And so that was extra, extra special, um, you know, and, and I, I'm so grateful and and blessed to have a, a daughter like her. Like we're literally best friends. Um, you know, you hear people say, oh, you shouldn't be friends with your kid. And there's no way you can. And it's like, yeah, you can, you know, because if, if she doesn't feel comfortable coming to tell me about, anything that may be bothering her. I certainly don't want her going out expressing herself and giving someone else something that's going on in her life that may not give her advice out of love. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've always had a really open um, relationship in our communication. And hey, if something's bothering you, let me know. Let's get this figured out. So we celebrate the joys and we have a lot of joys that we celebrate. And and if there's anything that may be bothering her, we can we can work through that too. So, so you yeah. got you were awarded seventy five thousand on the show, mm-hmm. and so because college is super expensive as a college student yes. right now, it's that adds up yes. really fast. Yes. So you use that to pay for your daughter's schooling, which that's very awesome. Right. But also for you to go back and be able to finish your yes. degree. So what are you studying and how, I, how's that going? I started back last summer and I am finishing my bachelor's. I already have my associates in criminal justice. And so my bachelor's, it's multidisciplinary studies, with area concentration in criminal justice. Uh, so hopefully I'll be done next year. Uh, I did make the Dean's list. Hey, semester, there you go. Which, wow. Like I, I, I called my mom. I said, well, I sent her a, a, a screenshot of the certificate that they sent. And then she called me and she's just casually talking. I go, did you get the picture that I sent you? And she's like, no, hold on. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. Like that's yeah, really mom. my name. That's me. <laughs> so yeah, they're really, they're really happy for me. And, and, uh, doing that, it's, it's quite, um, it's so much different from going to school 20 years ago where you had pen and paper and you, you know, and just how everything is presented. And now all my classes are online and 
and just going through that. So going to school full time and being a full time police officer and mother and wife and, you know, all of these things. So um, I know what it feels like again now to maybe not go to sleep until one, two o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> Have a little flashback. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I got about four hours of sleep last night. Like you were up doing homework that long. Yeah, I was. And so I'm kind of I, back I in zombie mode a little bit. Mm. Yeah. So do you have to, are there some days where you're like before you go out, or go to work and stuff, do you like have to just get some coffee in your energy drink or what, what's your go-to if you, you need a boost? Like um, I, well, this morning I made a green smoothie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I have some spinach and strawberries and raspberries, and bananas, and mango. So that was my, okay, that was my awesome. uh, breakfast smoothie. I try to stay away from a lot of caffeine. I don't drink, um, like dark soda. I make drink mm-hmm. ginger ale, those type of things. Um, so I'm trying to be more health conscious like I used to be. That's good. That's <laughs> I'm trying to do better because I'm getting older and, uh, you know, got to take care of yourself like, more. Yeah, got to take down. care of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm See, getting up there. My Dunkin' Donuts is my, oh. everyone that follows me on social media knows <laughs> I am a Dunkin' Donuts junkie and I have to, I'll probably go there later today. Not going to lie, I'm just going to be honest. I wish I would have known. Um, I love Dunkin'. That's my, um, so I have... For And I was kind of already explaining this to you, but for each episode, like the middle segment, I'm either going to do like a game or kind of just an advice of the day segment okay. piece. So I want to do an advice of the day piece. So what would be your biggest piece of advice that you could give someone like anyone out there? My biggest piece of advice is to go with your heart. Uh, that is sometimes going with your heart means taking a risk. Uh, you know, people say separate your mind and your heart and your heart and all this. I, I say go with your heart um, and don't let anyone discourage you from what you feel that is best for you. Because at the end of the day, you are the only one who has to live with the decisions that you make. And so if there's something that you want to do, go for it. Try it. If you don't like it, at least you can say I tried it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I'll try something else. But um, don't let people discourage you and say, oh, you're too that or oh, this might be really scary for you. Or why would you want to do that? that? Like, don't let people poison your your dreams and your heart. Um, even if it's professionally, at the end of the day, your name is on that check. And you get that check, you can say, you know what, this is this is a decision that I made and I'm happy with it. I earned it. That's, you know? Yeah. I, I earned it. It's, it's mine and I'm happy with that. And, and you know, if you get a, you start getting a check and you're like, gosh, I don't even like this company. I don't even like where I'm at. <laughs> like I'm just literally working for the, working for the money, but your heart's not in it. Find something else to do. Um, you want to, you want to kind of live your best life. Mm-hmm. So you oh, might yeah. as well, you might as well do it and, and be happy doing it. And don't let anybody, like I said, don't let anybody kill on your dreams. That's mm-hmm. just, uh, you that's do just not that's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's, that's such an important thing. It's just life's all about to me, at least taking risks, just, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. going for stuff, just mm-hmm. try something new. And like you said, if it doesn't work out, okay, you can end it, right. try something new again. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's very, that's a good piece of advice. I like that. That's, oh, that's kind of, I try it. I, I try to 
tell people somewhat similar, not always mm-hmm. think with your heart. Um, not that I'm against that, but normally just take risks, try yeah. stuff. You don't know. Don't let other people bug you. Mm-hmm. You do you live your best life. I like yeah. that. That's, Sometimes your heart might be broken, but exactly. You know, that's you can, life though. You know, it, you it can happens. get back and, up and you and fight like hell. Beat again. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there, so that was the little, I kind of feel like I have to do some explaining for this first episode to let people know how, the show's going to be broken down in future episodes. Um, so this final piece is the noteworthy news section. And I explained this earlier as well, but it's going to be where I tailor about three or so articles to the guest I'm interviewing. And I just want to get their opinion on it and stuff along those lines. So the first article I pulled up is, I can't even tell where it's out of. I think it's out of Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota. Hmm. I pulled it up this morning because... It's only what? What is it? It's 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 like the middle of February, and the Minnesota State Patrol said that nine State Patrol squad vehicles have been hit in the month of February, and so they're just urging drivers to slow down and move over. That's the law. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? What do you think about that? Why why aren't people moving over? Do you think they're distracted? Or well, I guess it could be a number of things. You know, yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think that people. They're probably just most likely distracted or they think that, I mean, you have to make sure, remember that we're out there and and cars are coming by, flying past, and we've had officers hurt from people not paying attention. I'm sure their lights were probably on and maybe not, but just remember when we're on patrol, we're working eight, 10, 12 hours a day. And, and so, you know, we try to, safety is our number one concern anyway. Um, at the end of the day, that's any police officer's number one goal is to get back home to their family. Um, preferably in the same piece as they, they yeah. showed up to no work. Stitches, right? No stitches, right. no cuts, nothing. Just right. Um, and so I think just people just paying attention and slowing down. You see those lights on, go around to take the extra cushion space, slow down and move over to give them, because you never know who they're contacting, what might be happening with the person that they're contacting. You don't know if it's a dangerous person, if that person, once they get out or if that officer has them out, if they're going to try to start fighting or something like that. And you got cars coming. Yeah. You know, you got cars coming and it just increases the risk for, for officers to get injured. And so just take the time to, merge on over. I mean, so that way we've just got that safe distance for us to be able to do our job. We don't, we don't have to worry about, you don't want to have to worry about getting hit constantly. Right. Right. That's Mm -hmm. a big thing. Mm -hmm. And I think I saw, I want to say it was in California. There were, I don't know. They always have all kinds of crazy pursuits Mm -hmm. out there, which I watch on TV. But I think that, I mean, I don't know if it was California or maybe Florida, but the police were chasing after someone and they did like a pit maneuver on her car Mm -hmm. And then she got out and bailed and totally ran across traffic. All these vehicles are flying. So the cops went after her. And I'm like, that was so close. I'm like, like, just. Yeah, because people run from us. They do. And they'll just do anything. I guess Mm -hmm. she didn't care if she got hit by a car. I'm just like, lady, at that point, you just need to stop. Like, give it up. It's like. Okay, um, article number two is from Towson or Towson. I don't know how you say it. Don't come after me, but um, it's this <laughs> university in Maryland. And 
the university police are warning of a mom scouring campus looking for a date for her son for Valentine's Day. So <laughs> I, oh I know I read this this morning. I'm like, oh, this, this is this true. Is, this is true. So they put out a oh. um, the Baltimore Sun has reported this and they put out like a advisory notice thing on campus. And the police are just telling people to stay away from her because they think she's crazy. I'm like, it's like, what? Like, like, what are you doing? I don't think you would go out on your daughter's campus and oh try to, my gosh, you know. No, absolutely. Yeah. She'd be like, Mom, what are you not. doing? Oh, no. I would never. No. Mm-mm. No. That, that, no. I, just, I, just, I just thought, I know. It's like, what do you even say to that? You know, I just thought it was super There's funny. other ways if you want to, for one, like, if your son wants to, to date someone, if, if he's really interested in doing that, like, he can... He can branch out. In college, he can go about his own ways and setting up a date, and <laughs> and he kind of run into mama's boy, and, and, yeah. and so it's like if you're going out of your way to try to find your son a date, what are you going to do once he gets the date, and if he gets married one day, like and then he just, moves out, and yeah, like mom will be a wreck, and back off a little bit. That's you know, yeah, we I love just, our we love our kids, but. Um, I would never. Do that. It's, it's yeah, you wouldn't would do that. Do, that's no. for sure. I, I just thought that was funny. I laughed at that. And I'm like, is this uh, is this real? And like you said earlier, you yeah. can't make this stuff up. No, no. no. And then <laughs> one third and final article. It's going to pop up an advertisement thing for me. There we go. Um, this is something that I find very interesting, and it's a big heated debate in our country right now. But there's this kid. I'm trying to. Lindenberger is his last name. I don't know what it is. Oh, Ethan Lindenberger is his name. And he he just turned 18. He lives in he's from Ohio and his mom was an anti, she's against vaccinations and stuff, just oh. completely against it. Uh-huh. And so now that he's turned 18, he's going to the doctor and he's like, I want vaccines and stuff. And it's like, I just I just think that's it. Like, what do you think of that? Like did Well, maybe they're if he's 18, maybe their legal age of uh, adulthood is like 19 there, like mm-hmm. ours is in yeah. Nebraska, which is kind of different. Like you're old enough to go to jail, but you can't go to the doctor. I, I know. That. So. I find that weird here in Nebraska. Um, I wonder when he turns 19 or when he's of legal age because, I mean, legally, I guess he's not able to make that decision. Uh, I can see. I mean, everyone has the right to how they want to be treated medically yeah. and stuff. So I don't, I don't know really. That's kind of more of a medical question, but um, yeah, it's just it's interesting. It's like on the West Coast, I think maybe it's it's like Washington or Oregon. There's like measles is like really uh, bad right uh-huh, now, and I'm uh-huh. like, I, like there's, you said, it, it. There's a guy that's suing his parents for being born. You read about that? Oh, I have not read about that one. He says he did not consent to being born. You have to. (laughs) Oh, I'm just, my mouth just dropped. I'm like, what what do you even say? What? Yeah. We We read the article last, I want to say last week, week before last at work. Yeah. This guy is suing his parents for For being being born. born. Yeah. And And feels that people should have the right to. To do that because they did not give consent to being born. I'm like, hmm. how how does that work? Where, where are you gonna? Where are you gonna ask? I know. Seriously, like, are yeah. you gonna push oh. a button? Okay. Are are you gonna sign your name? That is true story. Yeah. That is completely outrageous. Mm-hmm. In that, you know <laughs> that that doesn't surprise me. That that's just 
Wow, that yeah. I, I don't even know what to say to yeah, that. Yeah, you That's have just, to look that up. He's suing his parents for being. So is it actually? Is it like in court? Like, are they or? Um, I don't. I tell you, it was just on the. It was just we were just looking at it online just uh, last week. I believe and, it was. Wow, I that, had that same look as you. I that, feel that like is, I, I'll have to find it before we leave. I feel like that's just one of those things that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. I wonder how his parents feel. I kind of feel bad for his parents. They're probably like... Well, and he said that he has a great relationship with his parents. And I'm like, how how does... So he's just, he's like just grabbing at loose ends, I think. And Mm -hmm. wow. But okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is going... (laughs) I I know. It's like, where do we go after that? That is going to do it for this very first episode of my podcast, Nobody Asked. I'm going to be back next Wednesday for another new episode. And I'm super excited to be bringing new content every Wednesday. If you enjoyed this episode, episode, go ahead and share it with your friends on Instagram, social media, Facebook, you know what to do. And then go ahead and leave a review if you liked it. So that can help my rating and yeah, get the show out there more. So thank you so much for listening. And Officer Jackson, thank you so much for thank being you. here. It this was is a fun. pleasure. It was, it was a, a pleasure. How, how'd your first really podcast go? I, well, I guess I'll have to wait and see what the audience says. I, I think it went good. I, I enjoyed myself I, I very much. I think we much. did good. Yeah. So. I, I really enjoyed it. This is this is really cool. I have to come back again. Of All right. course, definitely. <laughs> All righty. Thank you for Thank tuning you. in and I will be back next week.